to another Philanthropy Plugged In podcast, a series exploring the intersection of technology, gender, and giving. My name is Jeannie Sager, and I'm the director of the Women's Philanthropy Institute and your host for this podcast series. In today's episode, we welcome a new voice to help us think more deeply about new forms of giving in a digital age, the subject of WPI's Women Give 2020 study. Scott Jackson is the Chief Executive Officer of Global Impact, a 65-year-old nonprofit dedicated to growing philanthropy globally. Global Impact, through its tool, GrowFund, is one of four data partners for the Women Give 2020 study. Scott will join Dr. Una Osley, Associate Dean of Research and International Programs at the IU Lilly Family School of Philanthropy for the conversation. In the first episode, Dr. Osley and Dr. Deborah Mesh shared the findings from the study, the podcast, speaker bios, links to the report and collateral material are available on the WPI webpage. If you haven't seen the hashtag iTechForGood video, I encourage you to watch it. Access it from the same webpage. Una, welcome. Would you please share with us what excited you about this study? Jeannie, uh, thanks so much for having me on the podcast today. I think the main uh, takeaway from this report is that we are at a new point in philanthropy and also the role that women are playing in philanthropy is growing online, especially women are embracing technology and using it not just to give, but also to build community and to raise their voices. I think that's what's really exciting. Thank you, Una. And Scott, welcome to Philanthropy Plugged In. Please tell us a little bit about Global Impact and GrowFund. Well, thank you, Jeannie and Una. Uh, Global Impact, as you mentioned, is a 65-year-old organization, and we were founded to support workplace giving with small donors. Um, and we, uh, more broadly, are all about growing global philanthropy and working with everyday donors. Uh, we support charitable ventures in three different ways advisory work to support their campaigns and their fundraising uh, initiatives. We also then actually serve as a support team for those fundraising programs. And then finally, we serve as a fiscal agent and provide tools to everyday donors such as GrowFund. GrowFund was really a vision for us that we believe that the power of a personal foundation, everybody being able to be strategic, being able to save and invest their, their dollars for philanthropy, and then to give in community um, was really important. And we saw the segment of donor advice funds uh, continuing to grow and believe that that was a way that we could provide everybody with a no minimum donor advice fund or foundation. Uh, so that's really how GrowFund came about. Um, it's more than a platform, it's really a program, and its focus was always on women donors as we believe that women donors were gonna be the dominant set of donors, but they also were very, very busy in their lives. So how could you provide them with a platform that would encourage them to be able to bring their families in, their friends in, have the power of a foundation, and also uh, find community? Thank you both for sharing your time and expertise for this discussion. We are eager to learn your thoughts. Una, I invite you to start the conversation. 
Thank you, Jeannie. Scott, you have a wealth of experience on this topic. How does this research resonate with your experiences at GrowFund? Did anything surprise you? And what did you take away from the research? I thought uh, the research was uh, exceptional. And there were some really important themes, of course, that uh, you summarize in the research. But uh, we really resonated with, with those findings. You know, uh, one of those findings, of course, was that women are giving on a more regular basis to philanthropy. Um, and they see it as much more of a part of their, uh, if you will, everyday lives. And secondly, is that women are quickly becoming a dominant donor in terms of size of gifts and uh, size of grants that they're making. So while men, uh, even on the GrowFund platform, were slightly ahead in terms of uh, size of donations, the frequency, uh, which I think you shared across the platforms in the research, uh, was really in the women's favor. And I think that that means that women will continue to lead men in their giving, as well as continue to uh, uh, grow their own philanthropy. Scott, is technology actually leveling the playing field for women? Do we have evidence that it's expanding the donor base? Are we bringing in new donors, younger donors, and more diverse donors? In other words, will technology help us achieve social change? Well, thank you. I'll certainly give you my observations on it. Um, I would say that uh, we're just really on the beginning of what we will see technology do as an enabling factor for philanthropy. So uh, as we look at kind of the last five years, we see the tremendous growth in online giving as a whole. So I think that means that technology is playing a role of providing access. Um, secondly, is that we see more trust. So even when there are glitches or cybersecurity issues, we're seeing donors willing to give uh, more and more of their philanthropy online and trust those platforms. Um, and even when they have problems, realize that that's uh, not any different than if they were doing it in a different way without technology. So the access and the trust, I think, are growing. In this COVID world that we now face ourselves in, I think we will see an acceleration of the use of technology in several ways. One is, of course, continued increase in online giving, but secondly is an increase in building community. So we've had the ability and willingness to use technology for communications, but now with COVID, we're really finding new ways to create community with each other. And finally, I think that as we build community, that women donors will lead the way in giving circles and collaboratives and in other forms that not only bring giving to life, but also then the ability to focus on causes and the ability to make social impact as a community. So I think we're seeing tremendous growth in the use of technology, and I think we will see it much more as kind of a fabric of our philanthropy as opposed to a sidebar. Scott. We value your optimism and your enthusiasm. You know a lot about this field and particularly the intersection of technology and giving. Yet we must acknowledge that challenges are also emerging. What are your thoughts about these challenges? What can you tell us about how these can be mitigated? Yes, I think uh, one of the challenges is that uh, donors and, and more broadly, uh, all of us, uh, 
when we use technology, we'd like for a given technology to serve all purposes. And I think that as we uh, mature in our use of technology, we'll realize that different technologies and different platforms help us in different ways and no longer feel like we have to have one technology uh, fit everything that we do, but instead be able to look at technologies for communication tools, technology for giving, technology for uh, creating community, and be able to really embrace the different tools and use them in ways that they're really meant to be, uh, but not have them inhibit our ability to think about using technology in different ways. So I think that's one of the big barriers I see is kind of all of us thinking that one tool should do everything uh, and it can't. Uh, and so being able to embrace that and help support uh, technology and the platforms to be what they're kind of intended to be. Our study around new forms of giving in a digital age has prompted us to think differently about community. You know firsthand how to build community online. How did you think about community at Growth Fund, especially at the initial stages? Was your work around community part of your initial vision or did it evolve over time? Yes, it, it was part of our original vision, but in a very different way. So our original vision was that we would create community one individual Growth Fund account at a time. So a woman could set up a, or man, set up a, an account on GrowFund, and they could create their own foundation and have the community of their peers or their family um, be a part of that foundation. Uh, but we didn't expect the need for individuals to then come together. And so that's where we've really been empowered when we've seen the giving circles. So we've gone from zero giving circles to over 250 that are now on the platform. And those giving circles really create a whole nother dimension of community. So it's grown from the individual uh, being the community to the collective being the community. And what we've seen is really a transformation. So the individual can think about there's giving strategically when they have a foundation or a donor advice fund, and they can choose causes, but now they can actually join each other and leverage their funding, leverage their interests in the same causes, and then be able to give in a much larger uh, and more impactful way. And I think the transformation of community is really on two sides. One is that the donors become transformed in multiple ways from individual to giving circle to the cause. And on the other side, the beneficiaries uh, become empowered and transformed because they then have the benefit of not only an individual donor, uh, but of a, a collective. Scott, thanks so much for your insights. You have not just experience about giving in the workplace, but also giving at a personal level. How does your family look at giving? You've mentioned that you have three adult daughters. What advice do you have for families who seek to give together? I'll, I'll share a little bit about kind of uh, the motivation for me and the family uh, and the girls, but also how growth funded technology has helped us uh, shape that philanthropy and that vision. For me, I wrote a book in 2017 called Take Me With You. And the title comes from the fact that my mom was an abused spouse. And every day when she would try to escape that situation, 
I would say, take me with you. And she did take me with her and uh, gave me a sense of really wanting to make sure that part of my life was empowering women and girls, um, both professionally and personally. And I now have three daughters and my family um, means so much to me and their ability to realize their potential means so much. And so for us, really thinking about our social impact for women and girls especially has been a unifying factor. But Grow Fund gave us something different and technology gave us something different because all my life as, a, uh, as really a fundraiser, uh, I'm asked all the time uh, you know, to contribute to uh, nonprofits. And for most of my life, I felt bad about that. I didn't feel transformed. You know, let me find out what I can do. I may have to do the minimum. Um, you know, with uh, all three girls, it was about, you know, well, let's see if we can contribute to this and to my spouse. But with Grow Fund, I'm able to put a small amount and even a larger amount away from every paycheck. And now, when people ask me, nonprofit leaders, about contributing, I can ask them about their strategy, I can ask them about what they're trying to accomplish, and even if I don't give, or the girls and I don't give, because they're uh, able to be a part of that Grow Fund, uh, we feel so different about it, because we know we can think about it with our Grow Fund account, and what's been really interesting is that we've tripled our giving. So in just a matter of that difference of feeling transformed, being part of a community, uh, being able to do it as a family, we've actually increased our giving threefold and uh, really has empowered uh, a sense of philanthropy. So while I'm not Bill Gates, I feel like I can have the same sense of community and strategy uh, that I think um, empowers him and motivates uh, uh, Bill and Melinda. Scott, you've provided a lot of information about how giving looks like today. Can you look into the future and tell us a little bit about the future of technology and giving? What do you see in the years ahead? Yes, I think, um, I think what we'll see is, first of all, an adoption of technology for the different needs that we have. So uh, again, the ability to see technology as a tool and as a uh, enabler, and so that we'll embrace tools that allow us to give directly to individuals, we'll embrace tools that allow us to give together, we'll embrace tools that allow us to be strategic um, and plan for our philanthropy, and that will become much easier for us, much more commonplace. The second thing I think that will happen is that we will begin to find community on technology platforms and be able to share with each other our stories, our personal ambitions, and finally the social impact that we can have by coming together in given communities. And finally, I think that for women especially, they will lead the way because they will help us understand just like we have to take uh, charge of our families, of our retirement, of our healthcare accounts, uh, that we also need to take charge of our social impact and of planning for our philanthropy. And so I think that we'll see a much more intentional effort led by women that says in my lifetime, I wanna have an impact on this cause or this issue and really begin to uh, have our mark, if you will, uh, and technology will allow us to do that. 
Scott, can you share a little bit more about uh, your insights on the role of technology in social change? And perhaps we can touch on how technology can be a lever to democratize philanthropy. Absolutely. And I think the research and the report really help us understand uh, some of those trends and how we could build on them. The whole notion that women are giving uh, to smaller nonprofits and to equity and inclusion-based uh, community-based organizations is really powerful because as we've seen that on GrowFund. The giving circles are a tremendous inspiration for me because those 250 giving circles, the large majority of them are focused on equity and inclusion issues and gender issues. And so as they lead the way in making contributions to kind of the core fabric and really the the disenfranchised, those that are most marginalized in our communities, will begin to see other philanthropists uh, join them. So I think that this whole notion of being able to use technology to create community, it's not a panacea, but it allows you to find each other and begin to build community, and most importantly, to share in your philanthropy together will also see an impact on the really core elements of society on gender and equity. Scott, thank you so much for your insights. I've enjoyed hearing from you and learning from you. As a final question, we're recording during an unprecedented time, the COVID-19 pandemic. Do you have any closing thoughts about how this pandemic will change technology and giving? The, uh, uh, the one point that kind of comes to mind is uh, kind of related to uh, COVID-19 and, and to the inflection point, I think, that we're in. Um, so the study and the work that you've done, particularly in connecting this unique uh, set of issues, women, community, and technology, I think is really important as we look at the potential drop-off of philanthropy because of COVID. And it's really a moment in time in which this research shows us that women can play an important role not only in increasing philanthropy and in increasing community with technology, but that they can also help lead us to use technology to continue to encourage everyday donors to really think about their social impact in their life, because that's really what we need to do. We need to make sure that we use this moment of extreme generosity to not just respond to COVID, but to continue to respond to the gender and equity and social issues of our time. And that will be the challenge for all of us. But I think the report shows us that technology can play a, a critical role and that people are going to be more comfortable in embracing technology for that role. Una and Scott, thank you for an enlightening conversation. The technology and giving landscape is complex and ever-changing. You have helped us think about big ideas in a clear way. Scott, your practical experiences with Global Impact and GrowFund are fascinating, and they illustrate how one platform is addressing some of these challenging issues. Thank you so much for partnering with the Women's Philanthropy Institute for the Women Give 2020 study. And Una, we are grateful for your vision and leadership in research, not only for WPI, but also for the many studies you direct for the Lilly Family School of Philanthropy. 
We thank you, the listener to this podcast, and hope you find the ideas helpful for your own work and personal philanthropy. We are well aware at WPI that research alone cannot change behaviors. It takes all of us to turn the research into action. To that end, WPI has developed a detailed discussion guide related to Women Give 2020. You can find it on our website, Philanthropy Plugged In at wpisymp.iupui.edu, along with other collateral material to prompt more conversation and perhaps new strategies for you and your nonprofits. The final part of our Women Give 2020 presentation is a Zoom meeting in which we will open up the forum for discussion and respond to your questions. Check the WPI website for details. Space is limited, and we will record the session for those who are unable to join us live. For Philanthropy Plugged In, I'm Jeannie Sager. Thank you for listening. Philanthropy Plugged In is a production of the Women's Philanthropy Institute at the Indiana University Lilly Family School of Philanthropy at Indiana University, Purdue University, at Indianapolis. Music is provided by Localize.